Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's up, everybody? It's Bo here with another Tolkien TV Talk. All right, so I'll be totally honest with you. Uh, after last week's episode, I was kind of even debating as to whether or not to cover this series again this week because while I have, as I mentioned, enjoyed the, the spectacle of it and everything else, there's something to be said for staring at this beautiful painting for an hour and wondering if you're going to get more than just staring at the painting for an hour. Like that, I was starting to think like that a little bit, which isn't great. That's not really what you want from, you know, from the Lord of the Rings series. And, you know, as I mentioned last week, really kind of wanting some action. I've, I really wanted to kind of the, these characters to start coming together. And then like a lot of, you know, the, the middle earthiness to get, you know, kind of at the center of what's going on. And you know what? This episode totally delivered. We got some very serious action in this uh, form of the, you know, this raiding party going in, attacking the town, the villagers, having successfully thwarted the first wave of the invasion, looking down, realizing that, you know, the, the pawns that were sent in first were their own people that had turned against them. It, it was very reminiscent to some extent, although not nearly, you know, to the same level, from an episode of Clone Wars. There was an episode of Clone Wars where there was this general that basically hated clones and what he was doing was he was you know getting different clone regiments to fight and kill each other it was it was awful it was horrific it was a child show which is crazy you know and when when they remove the mask of the the enemy and they see their own face they realize that they've been attacking their brothers the entire time here it's a little bit different because these people did literally like leave town to go inside with the enemy there is something about fighting orcs in which we're fighting these monsters. We're not fighting humans. We even see Galadriel talking about orcs as being, you know, mistakes. They're not made. They're not they're not equal to us. There's almost like there's a kind of a a very specific racism that's kind of built into literally these different races of Middle Earth and the way in which they all interact with each other. It muddies the water a little bit because you hear like what Galadriel's saying and you're like, well, I, I don't know, like, you know, I... I don't know that that's the right mindset going into this battle. But at the same time, the way in which the universe is structured and everything, literally these are like these demonic creatures. You know what I mean? And we haven't really gotten a chance to humanize orcs before. And we still haven't in this series. Even with like the father-child relationship that the Uruk... What was the term that he said? Like, we prefer Uruk. Like, whatever. <laughs> the, the evil dude, uh, the evil tools, twisted elf guy. He like he talks about them like they're his children and they have hearts and they're, they're you know, lot la la well great but we've also seen you torture them we've seen you like hold out their hands in the sun and burn them in front of you for your own fascination like you know what i mean like it's 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 weird because we're put with this juxtaposition where one of them you know the good guy has a bad argument and the bad guy has a good argument except we see what each one is actually doing and we see that neither one of them or at least at least from the bad guy's standpoint like you talk a big game about like, you know, caring for these orcs and they're your children. But then we've actually, you know, we as an audience, we've seen how you treat them behind the scenes. They're brainwashed. Uh, Galadriel calls them slaves. There's there's like a there's 
a twisted nature to that abusive father relationship that he has with them. But anyway, getting back to the battle sequence, you know, the whole revelation that these humans have been fighting humans, it takes away some of that, you know, oh, we're, we're defeating the monsters. Like, no, you're actually, you're killing your brethren. You're killing, uh, you know, the, it, it's a civil war, essentially, for the Southlands. We do see the Numenorians do kind of come into the fray, end up saving the day, you know, riding in Rohirrin style. Uh, it was really great to see them in Middle Earth and taking up action. And even like with the installation of the pretty boy dude as the, the new king, that went over surprisingly well. People want a king and they have a king. And so that's really great. It is a little odd though. You think about like this whole like group of people, this whole kind of tribe of folks that have been living in squalor and everything. And then like, here comes pretty boy king dude. And he's like rolling in a Numenarian armor and everything else. And they're like, yeah, we got a king. It's like, okay. What does that mean exactly? <laughs> like, like, you know what I mean? Like, what exactly does that mean? Any one of y'all could have been a king, but I, I get that it's symbolic and I get that it's, you know, anyway. Hey, my speculation about the uh, device weapon sword being the key that activates Mount Doom, that turned out to be like way right. How about that? All right. High fives all around. And I'm here for it. Like, this is exactly what I've been waiting for. I've been waiting for this to feel more you know, like all these stories are coming together and like there's weight in terms of what's going on. I was nervous about the way in which the kid was talking about the weapon because we've seen even in The Hobbit, like the media, like the other, the external media taking kind of the whole concept of the ring and the precious and desire and and kind of that power that it has over you and to corrupt you, like it, it gets a little overdone and I was worried they were going to make that about you know, the sword key thing and the kid. And like, now he's the new like Frodo or Bilbo. Right. And so it's like, Oh no, he's being corrupted by this evil device that he'll need to destroy or own. My hope is that now that it's activated Mount Doom, we're not going to see that anymore. And we can get back into the whole, you know, rings, which should kind of be the focus of the rings of power. But at the same time, I don't know. We'll just have to see. I like that almost every single one of these characters are torn between light and dark. Like that is very much the theme of this series, or at least this season so far. We know that Galadriel wrestles with this herself. Like the whole concept of her having to touch the darkness in order to find the light, I think is really cool. I think it's really uh, an interesting idea to explore through her character and then you know skip ahead to the future we know her still there's still tension between her you know when she sees the ring and when she's offered the ring and talks about how she would be corrupted and you know and like be this uh you know this dark queen she knows that darkness is in her we know a sealed door right like we know he's torn between wanting to be this good man but we also know that he's destined to failure, that he's destined to doom, you know, humanity for an, for an age or so. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so we know that that while he does kind of present as this kind of heroic, optimistic kid with like a bright future, we know of his failure. Uh, New King dude, like one way or the other, he is not headed to be a good guy. Like, you know what I mean? Like he's, he's doing a lot of good things. He's uniting his people. He's come back to Middle Earth. He's fighting the bad guys. But ultimately, he's going to be one of two things. He's either going to be Sauron or he's going to be the Witch King. There's no positive heroic future for this guy. And that is still a question. You know, last week I've, I've been pondering and I, I still keep thinking about this concept of what if the Gandalf-like character is actually Sauron? And I think, I still think that's a really fascinating way to kind of do a bait and switch because so much of this story is pointing to the Pretty Boy King dude to be Sauron. And yet, what if it's that Gandalf guy? Like, what if it's that Gandalf guy? I don't know. I just, I, I still, 
I still think that they we're, we're going to get some sort of major revelation there. In terms of like with it being Pretty Boy King dude, like his whole deal was like, oh, do you remember me? And the guy's like, no, I don't remember you. And he's like, okay, well, you did some stuff to me. And then we find out that evil uh, Uruk elf dude is like, oh, I killed Sauron. So there is kind of this this question of like, well, okay, well, you did something bad to Sauron. This guy says you did something to me, but you don't remember what it is. Like all the pieces are here to present Pretty Boy King Dude as Sauron, right? Like he's even rocking like red armor a little bit, you know, kind of like a, with a fiery Mordor-esque type of, yeah, I don't know. I think it's going to be a bait and switch though. I think it very likely could be a bait and switch, I should say, that the Gandalf that we've been spending time with that... You know, again, Gandalf shouldn't be here this early on in the story. It's fine if he is. I'm cool with Gandalf being here fine in, uh, this early in the story. That being said, I also think it'd be really fascinating if that's 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 been Sauron the entire time. They could do a complete bait and switch with us. And the fact that he's like rocking with hobbits, come on. That would be like, what? I don't know. I just, I think, I think there could be some, some very interesting things going there. Like a dark Gandalf, you know? I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, action has been injected into the series that it is desperately needed. Uh, Mount Doom has just exploded. Mordor is being created. You know, everything is kind of coming together. And I really think that the success of this series as to whether or not it's something, at least for me personally, that I'm going to like kind of keep on following and keep on wanting to, to cover here on TV Talk really kind of comes down to the next few episodes and, and how the season ends as a whole. I know in terms of like the streaming wars, it's been doing very well, which is not surprising. Lord of the Rings is obviously a massive franchise. It's a massive title. And, you know, we've been talking about the fact that there's this head to head that's happening right now between Game of Thrones or rather House of the Dragon and Rings of Power. And based on the numbers, if you go just strictly off the numbers, Rings of Power is killing it. But at the same time, you got to remember, this is a, you know, whilst it is very, very violent, it is on Amazon Prime as opposed to HBO. And in terms of like the target market for like a Lord of the Rings audience, there's a lot of those folks that are never going to watch an HBO series. That's just that's just the truth. But we'll see. We'll see. You know, I've, I've been saying at the, the top of both these series, I've been giving it to kind of House of the Dragon. And yet at the same time, as we get near the end-ish of this and like some of the decisions that House of the Dragon's been making and also what we're kind of seeing is finally starting to ramp up with uh, Rings of Power, I could flip. This could, it could, it could, you know, it could be a toss up here in the fourth quarter. Yeah, that's right. That's a sports reference. I just made a sports reference. All right, that's going to do it for me for uh, today. Let me know your thoughts on this episode. Uh, use the hashtag TolkienTVTalk. You can find all of our information at TVTalk.fm. Don't forget to check out our new project at FindEversale.com. That's going to do it for me for today. But don't worry, I'll be back in a flash. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.